Hello everyone, it's great to be back with you again uh, for another issue of Beauty and Business and today I have Toby Wilson with me. Hi Toby. Hi Al, hi everyone. It's good to have you with us again. It's, it's been good to a, be here. It's been a little while. <laughs> so um, today we're going to speak about a hot topic uh, in the industry uh, which is retail. So it's the selling of retail products to our, our clients and uh, our prospects, not even to people that have, you know, actually and not having services with us, but they come into our salon to purchase something. And, uh, you know, we've owned salons together. So for us, we've experienced the challenges um, that are related to retail within salons and also um, not so much from the perspective often of the salon owner, even though sometimes that's also the case, but more so for teams. And it is a real issue. Um, things have changed in the world, not only in the beauty industry, but the world as a whole. Like 30 years ago, we depended on our brands to bring in um, our business through the door. Uh, right now, I guess that's still occurring, but one of the biggest things that has been the internet, wouldn't you say? And how do you feel like, you know, you're just so into all of that side of things that that's changed things uh, in the world, let alone the, the beauty industry? Yeah, completely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you see it not only in the beauty industry, but with big retailers of um, electrical products and household appliances and everything. The internet's just have, have, having a huge impact and the ones that um, the big companies who are thriving in it and um, are surviving and thriving are the ones that really recognise that and change their model, change their modes of customer communication, change the follow-up sequences after a customer is in store, the claims that they make and the promises that they make, um, all, you see these changes hap happening, yeah, across the board, absolutely. Uh, we experienced that actually the other day with uh, The Good Guys, which is a, a, a big franchise, or not franchise, it's a big department store. Mm. Uh, it's got a chain. Maybe a franchise, I don't know. Ah, could be, yeah. But it's it basically, it's like, it's just, it's a huge, huge electrical and um, store and has all these other things, you know, that it sells. And basically, um, the, the customer service there, not so much just while we're in, in the store, but the follow-up and, and uh, what, you know, what we received when we left, that was just unbelievable how these companies are really tapping into what's happening and, and, and ensuring that they're creating. And the word here is... The relationship with their customer it's the key thing isn't it it's like you can't ignore that anymore it's is i mean it really is the brands of the future understand that that is absolutely essential i think also it's a recognition that um they're like for them their competitors are online businesses so it's not like they're in a different industry, but they are actually directly competing with that. So when you go in there, they'll say, we'll beat any online price. Um, you go in there, we bought an appliance, um, and after leaving, um, about five hours later, received a text message saying that, just a reminder that we have a 30-day um, price guarantee so you can go looking for a price anywhere and come back within 30 days with anywhere cheaper and we'll match it and and obviously in store there were a whole you know range of things that the actual um, assistant communicated with us which were um, which were mind-blowing it's just very well thought out and they're really embodying the changes that are taking place but anyway so back to the beauty industry and uh, you know the interesting thing about that while I'm listening to you speak is that uh, you know we don't want a price cut we want to, don't want to do any of those things but we definitely know and and through the true bad distinction which you and I actually wrote together which was um, a blueprint really for our 
brand ambassadors to use in their salons whilst they're brand building to really distinguish themselves and to create that distinction from any other salon in the marketplace because these are, you know, as you're building a brand, these are the brands of the future. The brands of the future that really will survive are the brands that actually understand that kind of information. Um, and, and for me on the weekend, that was like an f- amazing example. Um, and, and, you know, the thing is that our, you know, all of the beauty products, or the majority, not all, um, ours isn't, just wanted to throw that in but you know the majority of beauty products are available now for the customer online so a customer can come in get someone to apply um, some makeup and uh, and basically um, all of a sudden they just go away and they go and purchase it for you know from uh, Amazon or from somewhere else where it's like um, a third of the price so the whole point is that you know when uh, you have a brand in your business and all of a sudden um, you know, your customer can go and get it for less than you're selling it um, online, it's a pretty big problem. So the industry is dealing with that as well. But let's go back to retail and let's look at really in, in the reality of retail is that when someone comes into your salon, you have a responsibility. You know, it's understanding that that level of responsibility that is uh, between yourself and your prospect or your customer, your future client or your current client. And what is your role as a salon owner? So do you want to speak a little bit about that, Toby? Well, I think the role of the salon owner is to, I mean, often what happens when we talk about the the idea of sales is that people have in their mind that there's pushiness involved. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. in order to sell, you need to be pushy. You need to sort of... um, uh, push something onto someone um, and 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 try and get them to buy it. So it's almost like we're up against inside of ourselves. Um, it's a projection, really. We're projecting how we feel when people do that to us too. Like if we're someone's trying to sell us something and we feel like uncomfortable, um, we we project that onto the situation, onto the circumstances, in a way. Well, we do that all the time with so many things, just about everything. But um, so what you're saying is that we have this sense inside of ourselves that we're doing something we don't really, our client doesn't really want it, and we're trying to convince them. Well, that they yeah, do. and and there's um, inherent in that in sort of equation that 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 social or business dynamic between a beauty professional and a um, um, a client that that there is a uh, where we're placing a higher importance on um, our own agenda and our own self-interests over and above what is actually best for the client and what's what's of most benefit to the client because if we didn't have that idea in our minds of our own agenda that we have in trying to, in, you know, inverted commas, sell, then um, we wouldn't feel uh, the conflict. We wouldn't feel, it wouldn't, it wouldn't seem like we were, we were being pushy. Right? Mm, absolutely. So, so, for example, it's almost like the difference between trying to sell a product, like a retail product in a salon, or finding a product that you're able to truly fall in love with that you really just absolutely love the product and you you can so see the benefit of that product over other products 
then what you're actually selling is that love that you have for the product. You're actually selling your own inner sense of inspiration and value. That, that you have mm -hmm. and the value mm -hmm. that you have for the, for the product. You're actually passing that and communicating that with the client. So in that, you haven't got an agenda where you're trying to get them to do something. There's just a sincere excitement and, and an enthusiasm that you're just mm -hmm. extending. You don't really care if they buy it or not, but you just want to communicate that, oh my God, this would be so good for you. This would be amazing. And, and that's a totally different dynamic because it doesn't have the conflict. It doesn't have pushiness because you're not pushing them. Because you don't, it's not about whether they buy it or not. It's just about the extension of what you know about the product and what you see in the product. So that's sort of ties into the whole reason as to why you would choose um, differentiated products rather than common products. And this comes back to completely different business model than what we were talking about before with the good guys. They're selling brands that are available everywhere. They're not differentiated brands. So there's only two ways to, uh, to sort of focus on growing a business, either through price, if you can offer something at a cheaper price, or through differentiation. You have to offer a meaningful benefit associated um, one of the two. So, do you know what I really what what really just stands out for me? And I think everyone's going to absolutely love this um, when you're speaking because I, I love listening to you speak about things. It's really always inspires me, and it always almost almost it ignites in me all these like ideas and perspectives. That's great. As you were speaking about um, the value and the extension, which obviously is true. Like when we're really in love with something, we extend. We want to extend it because our heart's really reaching out and sharing the value of something that we've discovered that we love so much with another human being. And that really is, that's giving. And that is what uh, in, inspires us. It lights our fire. It actually makes us, it fulfills us, it makes us happy. So one of the things that, um, that came up for me when you were speaking was it's, it's very interesting when we're selecting teams. And I'm not going off here in, onto another tangent. I really, this is all about, you know, retail really and retailing in our salons and how that fits into, you know, the bottom line at the end of the day because we're running businesses and we need to retail. I mean, retail is the profit of any beauty business really you know it's like the cherry on top of the cake that um to some extent and well i think it's more than the cherry it's a large part of the cake isn't yeah, it? And the, <laughs> yes let's say that too. it's true very true so what are you know the interesting thing is when we're selecting team members for our salon one of the things that we don't really um we may not be aware of that is absolutely essential is how are the people that we're going to select how are their values um, uh, aligned with the brands that we have in our salon. And if, say, for example, you have a young girl that actually buys McDonald's every day and eats McDonald's and Hungry Jack's and nothing, no judgment on that, but that's her value system. And you have completely all organic lines in your salon and you're very much based on things that are natural and uh, without preservatives and, you know, things. How is that girl ever going to have an opportunity unless, of course, you're prepared to change her values and watch her grow while your business is like, you know, suffering? Um, how is that even going to be congruent. It's kind of like um, we don't think like that, do we? We don't think of, okay, how in love um, with our brands that we currently have that we actually, that offer us that 
that you know like huge part of the cake mm-hmm. the profit for our business how are our new team members or our current team members how do they relate to to these brands how are they um how are their values not that they say well yeah i really love this how are their values their deepest core values how are they aligned so when we that sort of eases the 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 burden and the decision making when we're selecting team, new team members um that's why it's fantastic for us to work with brow fanatics absolutely <laughs> you know we when love we've got that. salon owners yeah. and teams who just love eyebrows they just the design elements mm-hmm. satisfaction of transformation and mm-hmm. of appearance and mm-hmm. um yeah. and we hear that all the time you know i'm brow obsessed and i yeah. but you know the thing is that we don't really relate that to our teams a lot of the time so when 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 you're selecting your teams what's really important is to really suss out what are their values how are they aligned with your values because your values are what actually should at all costs be um, aligning yourself with the brands in your business like your values have to align because then you don't have that lack of you know it's not about what's the best brand in the marketplace right now it's like what is the brand that absolutely represents how i Uh, am in the world in my world in my business what do I want to share and extend to women and really look at the message inside the brand the the ingredients are important probably to that extent too like you know what is this brand itself um, actually extending um, of my own values so I think that that's a, a really key thing when we're bringing on team members that we want to sell or extend retail whichever word you want to use to our customers our clients the brands that are sitting on our shelves one of the key things is to ensure that their values also are aligned with the brands that you have in your salon isn't that just remarkable it kind of reminds me of you know i'm thinking about like like one thing that i don't do and i've never done is i've never worked in a role that sells um, fish oil as a health food supplement for example so i've never been in a situation where i'm wanting someone to buy some cod liver oil of some sort and I'm going to make a profit from it or anything like that. But in the midst of that, I think that um, the principle um, has transpired in my life many times when I've been having a conversation with someone and they've been taking some um, fish oil capsules that they've bought for um, at a discount chemist somewhere or drugstore somewhere. And, um, and, and the conversation has opened up and I've passionately shared about, oh, look, are you aware of all of the technology that goes into making fish oil and cod liver oil? Are you aware of the oxidation and how it can deteriorate and how having a lot of fish oils actually, you know, isn't isn't good for you? It's not health giving if if it's not fresh? Are you aware that like freshness is the number one key thing? And are you aware that, you know, these companies or this particular brand of fish oil um, actually the way they create it is in a nitrogen infused tent and the first time you open the actual lid is the first time oxygen has come into contact so you're getting this fresh you know health giving thing and everything and it's just it's just the 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 value in the product that i see and i've sort of communicated that in sort of social environments at times and people and i've sold fish oil like they go and go oh my god what's the name of that brand no, i, was I wasn't aware of it know. you know let's <laughs> let's let's go and order it and and so on but that's just an example of um the the communicating value in a way that is disconnected from the outcome you don't as soon as we're we're tied into the outcome and we have have an agenda to try and get someone to do something because we're going to benefit 
in all of the subtleties of tone of voice, of facial expressions, of body language, in the way that we even unconsciously are communicating it, we're not even aware of it, but all that transpires in the communication. And that can be felt not only by us, but by them. And there's this awkwardness and that's the pushy sales environment. That's the, the sort of discomfort that that we want to leave out of the equation and when we truly have a a passion and a value for a product that we're selling we're not selling the product it's not the product we're selling we're just authentically communicating all of the value and the enthusiasm that we would sincerely like i would really honestly sincerely love someone to have that better quality fish oil and be taking that over a 10, 15 year period in their lives rather than taking these these old oxidized, cheap and nasty fish oils that are not giving them the health. I would honestly rather that. So I just communicate from that. The selling part is almost a side effect of that. It's not, it's like it doesn't matter whether they go buy it at that point because I've just openly shared and 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 um, communicated that exact same dynamic needs to be the dynamic in the salon it needs to be teams need to be educated in that they need to be trained in that and i think that um every single woman and male in our audience wants to know the name of the cod liberal and you're very lucky because it has been shared on the elbows and salon success club so you can go find it <laughs> but you know that's so beautiful Again, i mean there's not just one cod liberal but there are definitely great brands yes. and, and not so good brands yeah but and, they can go and look that's but fun. you know one uh, one of the amazing things from what you've just shared as i'm listening to you it's it really is about again extension and it's about money never coming first and in business we we are driven by money coming first and the brands of the future that will really really um, outdo any other brand are the ones that are madly in love with their clients first and their prospects and they would never put a breath they knew there was a better brand to sell to their client they knew it was better that the result would be better that they would do anything whatsoever to have that brand in their salon because it is the best. It's got nothing to do with um, profit because the profit will be just abundant once you, you, you know you're coming authentically forward and extending love and, and real value to your clients. It's like that's the key. One of the things that I was getting, and I'll just say this, Toby, before you share that, um, that last little bit because we're about to finish this, um, this issue, is that... Um, Oh my gosh, it's just left my mind, just like that. I'll go ahead and it comes back, you say. So I was just going to say what you're talking about, about value and the the, the focus on it. Um, There's obviously such an intimate connection between money and value. Like wherever value is, money flows. That's just the way, that's what the psychology of of commerce and, and business actually is. Wherever we perceive and see value and actually get value, money goes there. So when we shift that focus on rather than trying to focus on on um, um, money and getting money, but instead we focus on value and adding adding structured value in our business to people, then naturally the money just flows back in. Yeah, and I think that one of the things is that trust trust and loyalty um, you know your clients really know 
when you are giving them what's absolutely the best and they know they'll find out you know there's just too much information out there now for your clients not to become aware of that and if, if there is something that is absolutely better for them that's what you need to be focusing on because you're going to feel better you're going to be happier your team is going to feel happier and there is a way Toby um, on you know there is a way and the true bad distinction really for us I'm very excited about this program that we um, put together it really is the way of building a team that actually can extend value uh, that's what that's what so much of that is and a salon owner that actually knows how to build the foundation blocks uh, for that to actually happen isn't it wonderful to be able to speak about retailing and bring in so many amazing uh, perspectives and and really like pull it apart so it doesn't become any longer something that is hard something that we sort of cringe at every time we have to do it um, but it really is like a joy and um, and it's like something that fills us and nurtures us every single day and our teams which is absolutely imperative thanks Toby so much again for all the amazing value that you just bring um, it's and fantastic you, thank, thank you. you and uh, let's um, finish up for now and we'll catch up again with everybody very soon I'm sure thanks everybody great